Hello and welcome to the big topic in women's MMA. Frank Posen here along with Schwan Humes. Uh, we didn't do this last week, so we're going to cover the last uh, couple of weeks and upcoming shows as well. Schwan was not available last week. Are you available now? Yes, sir. Okay, great. So let's first talk about um, uh, the two matches from not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before that. Okay. So okay. Uh, Carla Esparza beat Marina Rodriguez by split decision. Okay. And uh, I not going to say that I thought Marina won the fight, but I thought Carla lost the fight. Okay. She's just so stupid sometimes. Okay. And the judges, I think, messed up as well. I mean, um, I scored at 29-28 for Marina. Not that I think she did enough to actually win the fight, but Carla, in the first two rounds especially, did enough to lose the fight. And they, the judges just didn't give her credit for it. Okay? So what are your, what's your thinking on that? Uh, I just felt what, ha- what I thought was going to happen – Marina, she's long, she's physical, she has some offensive skills, but she's not very good at defending takedowns, not consistently, and she'll accept the kind of fights you give her. And when Carla started taking her down, her bet instead of grappling or striking on the ground, she should have got back to her feet and forced Carla to have to deal with her length and her physicality. And she didn't. She accepted being on the ground. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying she necessarily just outright lost the fight, but I could see if I'm a judge watching it, it's clear that Carla has positional control. And for some reason, this other fighter is not getting up. So either A, the fighter doesn't want to get up, meaning they have some kind of submission advantage, or B, they can't get up. Either way, if she wanted to stay on the ground, she couldn't finish. She couldn't improve her position consistently. And B, she couldn't get back up. So if I'm except a judge for, watching it. Yeah, except for one thing, and that's that she did uh, cause damage from the bottom. Yeah, she, she did cause damage, and, and I, and I, but I think – when you're dealing with a sport, especially one that goes in judges, unless you're going to finish, you, you have to play it safe. If I was she the coach, ain't a I, finisher. If I was the coach, I would have told her to get back on her feet. Do whatever okay. you have to do to get back on your feet. I thought she did enough from the bottom, especially uh, busting her open and all that, that she should have got credit for that. And they didn't even no, I, I, I think she could have too. My only thing is, why, why take that risk? You never know. You get back on the feet, you're clearly dominating. Well, you know, I, I don't think she was. I, listen, Carla did not advance her position. Okay? If Marina hadn't been scoring from the bottom, the ref would have stood him up because she did nothing. Okay? Marina was controlling her wrists. She was controlling her posture and everything. Okay? And she was scoring with elbows from the bottom. She cut her open over the eye. No, so, I, I, I agree. I, I, I agree. I, I just think she – I think I don't think she did enough to win the fight. What I will – like I told you. I think Carla did enough to lose the fight. Now, there is a difference. There is yeah, a difference. I, I don't know. I, I think that fight could have been, to a certain degree, could have been a draw, which would have been... Yeah, but wouldn't that be appropriate? <laughs> but that, that's just the thing with Marina. She, and I, I don't know if it's her camp. I don't know if it's her mentality. Well, we'll talk reason, about that in a second. She can't, she, can't, she can't cross that line. She does just enough to 
essentially lose draws. Now she's doing just enough to lose, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Now, the, the other thing is Carla did this, they tried at the end of both of the first two rounds, she tried for a leg lock submission, okay? And that upset her coach, Colin Oyama, so much that he yelled at her big time after the second round. She was actually a lot better in the third round, but I don't know. We'll talk about why she did that in a minute. Now, something that you mentioned that I wanted to uh, bring up is you said last week that you think Marina should switch camps, which, and I don't disagree with you, okay? However, let me ask you this question. Have you ever heard of a Brazilian fighter living in Brazil switching camps? Uh, it's not very common. No, it isn't. It doesn't happen. When they move to the U.S., it's a different story. Okay, and the reason it doesn't happen is mostly uh, economics. Okay, a fighter like and I can use Marina as an example. Marina is not from one of the larger cities like uh, uh, Rio de Janeiro or Sao Paulo. She's from a smaller city, which is Florianopolis. She may have limited options as to where she can train. Okay, she, the place she trains may be the only place in that city. I don't know. Uh, it's called Thai Brazil. Juliana Lima also trains there. Okay. So there's that. There's also, so she's probably trained with them at that place for a long time. So she's loyal as well. Okay. So she's 33 years old. now. Okay. And the other thing is she doesn't, she lives in her hometown and I'm sure she lives with her family, her extended family, her parents, her mother, whatever. Uh, I don't know specifically, but that's fine. And I guarantee you, you know, they were not, in the high income echelon, okay? They grew up in poverty and that sort of thing there. So Marina can talk like, oh, I want to be a champion and all of that. But what her real goal is, is to be like Betch Korea and hang around the UFC for half a dozen years. So she makes enough money to buy, to, to build her mom a new house. Okay. And that I think is an admirable goal. I think she'll be able to do, she's good enough to do that. Well, like I said, I don't. If you if 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 you're really locked in and it's a financial issue and it's whatever issue it is, that's that's fine. But then you you can't your arguments or complaints about bad decisions kind of fall on deaf ears because you understand you've hit a hard cap as far as your development and your ability to assert a game plan in a fight. So I don't think you, she you, believes that. That's my point. Well, she, she, it, it can't be what she believes. I, I could believe fire doesn't burn me, but if I stick my hand and it burns, it doesn't matter yeah, what I, I believe. She's she, she's hit it, and she's got enough talent where she Listen. should be able to do more. And every time yeah. she gets to a level, she she just can't do enough to do to get past it. Yeah, well, that, neither could Betch Korea, but you know that's my point. My point she, is, she is that more, it doesn't she happen. has more talent than Betch. She has more physical tools than Betch. Betch literally agree. is a below average athlete who's been able to get wins. Um, Madrina's above average, absolutely with above average dimensions. She should be able to do more than what she's doing. Betch is getting everything she can out of her abilities. Marina is not. Yeah, I just don't think she's going to switch camps before for the reasons that I said. Uh, it's very unusual for a Brazilian fighter living down there to switch camps. And, uh, economics is usually the reason. Okay, now let's get back to Carla for a second. So, what do you think, Carla? Who do you think Carla called out after the? After the fight, Claudia Gadalia, of course. So you know, you know, of course, that they have a long-standing beef going back to uh, Invicta, right? Yeah. And, and uh, 
Carla also is aware that Claudia doesn't want to fight. So she admitted in the post uh, show press conference that she's aware of that, that Carla's not going to fight. Okay. The other thing I wanted to mention that she mentioned is somebody asked her about those leg locks at the end of the first, first and second round. And she said that, oh, I wanted to get a submission because my last couple of fights were unanimous decisions. She actually said that. Now, yeah. is that stupid or what? I think to a certain degree that the image she has or the image people have of her is starting to get to her. Um, even though she's a former champion, people rarely talk about that. Even though she was a dominant champion in Invicta, people rarely talk about her. She's like a footnote in that division, even though she was a champion. I think she feels like she's seen as a journeyman, and now she's trying to act outside of her character, which is which is what got her in such a bad position in the first place. Looking for those mm-hmm. that's what that's what put her in a position to get punished the way she did. She should just stick yeah. to what she does, grind out these wins, and keep winning. The win is what's more important. She puts enough wins together, people will have to acknowledge her. But these sort like, of risks, she's not, she's not a good enough athlete to take these kind of risks. Like I said, I just think that she fought a very stupid fight. Well, she's she, trying to, if she's trying to put on a show, then yeah. You know, and she's trying to uh, – I don't know what the heck she's trying to do, but she got yelled at. Getting yelled at seemed to help her a little bit. But she shouldn't have been doing that stuff in the first place. She's like a she's like a quarterback who just needs to get rid of the ball quick and find the other man and says she's trying to make an eighty yard pass down the down the field. That's not your yeah, game. yeah. I mean, she didn't really do that. Okay, uh, she didn't do much in the first two rounds, and that was why I uh, thought that um, that that is why I thought that Maria won those two rounds. Okay, now, so who's she going to fight? Well, Claudia has an opponent coming up that might be pro opponent. And that is Yan Chonan. And so uh, there's a possible opponent, especially if she beats, she beats Carla, she beats Claudia. Of course, the other fighter is Amanda Rebus. And I don't think Carla really wants to fight Amanda Rebus. What do you think? Um, I, I don't think, well, Carla says she's tired of being a journeyman. The way she gets past that is to fight someone like Rebus. But then somebody like Rebus has a full, uh, has an identity as a fighter is a better athlete, and has a better skill set. Now, Carla has that, that veteran experience, but if she's going to be trying to put on a show to change people's view of her, she's essentially going to walk herself into a, a, a first-round finish. So I don't see her beating Amanda Rebus in a million years. Even, even in her best case, she can't. But if she's going to go out like, oh, I'm going to try a leg lock, or I'm kind of trying to bang with her, then this is going to get ugly even faster. Yeah. She's, got enough, she's got enough skills to test her and to push her to a certain degree but not if she's going to fight against her type. She doesn't. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's go on to the next fight that was on that night. That was Pani Kianzad beating Betch Korea by unanimous decision. And Betch Korea did not have a good night. No, uh, Pani's, like I said, her, she's bigger. She's bigger. Betch isn't even big for the weight class. Betch, might, if she had more discipline, might be able to get down to a flyweight. But um, I don't think Panty, she does. Panty just actually just basically used physicality, and she uh, outworked her. Betch had some moments, caught her with some counter hooks, uh, worked her body, but she she doesn't hit hard enough to really slow her down. And Panty was willing to walk through fire to get to push her pace on her. She set a high pace and she built on the pace. And Betch didn't have any way to slow it down. She tried takedowns. She tried clinch work. She tried body punch. She tried counters. She she didn't have anything to really keep her off. If Penny, she also, if, she, she also tried forgetting uh, that there was ten seconds left in the round. 
Yeah. If if so Pandy would have uh, if, if so, slowed, if she couldn't have maintained that pace, because whenever you set a high pace, you're taking a risk. You might not be able to maintain it. If Fanny couldn't have maintained that, that pace, she would have lost. But the fact of the matter, she was able to maintain it. And since Betch had no way to slow her down or no way to get away from her, she had no way to build enough momentum to win rounds. And that, that's ultimately what cost her. Yeah, the only thing is that uh, Fanny's history over the past, uh, she's been around quite a while, Fanny's history over the past few years is uh, she's at a certain level and she's not going to beat anybody who is perceived to be better than her. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's just my impression of her. Like the competition yeah. level is going to be a big thing for her. She, she's she's going to challenge somebody who's really good. She's to be, to be fair, if, if Hanny was, cause she says she, she considers herself a lot like a person who could be elite. If she was really that kind of person, she would have probably found a finish against Betch. Her win was very workmanlike. And I, I don't really like – I don't like her defense. Even though Betch yeah. couldn't slow her down, Betch was hitting her with some clean shots. Yeah, and power is not a big thing in Bantamweight. Panny is not the kind of fighter who can just get by by being face first. That worked against nah. Betch. That, that doesn't work against Holly Holm. That doesn't work against Nunes. That doesn't work against Aspen Lab. No. It doesn't work against a bunch of people. There, there, like I said, there's fighters who are at a certain level and they're not going to rise above that level. That's, I think, the kind of fighter she is. Do you think moving to the U.S. would help her? Because, of course, she trains in uh, in Denmark. I don't like. I, she. I don't know that it would because a she has these physical tools which are which are in her favor. But she's not a great athlete. But she's a little bigger, and they're they're the style she's using plays to her strength. She's fairly durable. She's in good condition. She likes to set a high pace and use her physicality. I don't know that adding or laying her. I don't know that you could do enough technical growth in her skill set for it to make a difference in the next two years, especially since she's not a really great athlete. And it seems like they have good game plans. This just might be as good as she is. She might have like maybe a half a notch or a half a notch more that she can do, but any success she's having is more about her being at a weak division than her really being a dominant fighter. I just don't see it in her. I'm not saying she can't be. I just don't see it in her. What about Betch? You think retirement is time for retirement? Maybe? I, I think Betch... I don't think she should retire. I still think there's people in Bantamweight who she can beat. And if nothing else, the UFC could use her as a gatekeeper. She's she's not good enough to really beat the elite people, but she's good enough that even that like Panty beat Betch. And that shows that Betch is an elite. But after seeing her fight, I can tell you Panty needs at least two 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 more fights against Betch level opponents before you move her up. Because right now she doesn't have it. The fact that Betch was exposing her in certain spots tells you something about her. So she's a good thermometer, a good uh Sample fighter to baseball, and she can still make money, and she can still get you know a win here, a win there. She'll just never be dominant. She'll never be elite, but she can make a lot of money. She never was, but true enough. And, but she's she's good enough to not take a lot of damage. She's not getting beaten to hell in these fights, so she can make a lot of money and still not take a lot of damage. Well, at least Panny post picks. I told her to post some more picks of her bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've talked to her before on, on in social media. She seems like a really, really cool person, and I don't have. She's a very to nice person. It she's just, a very nice person, but based uh, on her style and her training, she, she, yeah, she, she's kind of hit her limit. Now she can prove it's all wrong. She got, she, I mean, she got to the UFC as a late replacement. She was a tough twenty-eight, and she's not a bit, not a featherweight by any. So, you know, when when I get it with tough twenty-eight, they didn't have enough fighters. To you know, I'll tell you this much. She, her and Betch are very similar. If her and Betch were the same size, I don't know that she beats Betch. You could be right about that. Okay, let's go to last Saturday where we had uh, Jennifer Maya 
beating Joanne Calderwood by, of all things, an armbar. Okay? And the reason I say that is that the UFC was very dishonest after the win. Okay? And that's that they claimed that Jennifer Maya had six submission wins. Okay? And I presume that Brendan Fitzgerald was told in his earpiece to say that. Okay, but the truth is, when she's fought in Invicta and the UFC, this was her first ever finish, not just submission, but she's never had a finish, whether she's been in in, um, Invicta or UFC or anything. She's not a finisher. So all I'm telling you, she got to show me she can do it again. Otherwise, it's damn fluke. As I said on my blog, it reminded me of when uh, Valentina Shevchenko beat um, Juliana Pina with an armbar. Never done it before. She'll never do it again. Not that Valentina's not a great fighter, but Jennifer's not a great fighter. Okay, she. Well, I think it was. I think it was a fluke. I think she was lucky, and that's it. It might have been still a title shot. It might have been a fluke, but the thing about it is the things I, I talked about with JoJo happened. JoJo is a historically slow starter. JoJo yep. is not good at boxing range. JoJo is not good at defense. And when she gets touched up, she leans on her, her size and her strength to force takedowns and to kind of bang people up. She doesn't really work submission. She kind of controls you and just slowly chips away at you. She doesn't Against know Maya, what she's she doesn't know what she's doing on Against Maya, she got in the she tried to keep the range with the push kicks and the front kicks, but she kept falling into that mid-range. And Maya was getting to her. She, she took that takedown because she was getting hurt on the feet. She took yeah. a desperation takedown. She thought she could control Maya, but Maya wasn't – Maya is not as weak or as small as some of the other girls. Like, she's usually able to dominate. So she couldn't just bully her. And as soon as they hit the ground, Maya was looking for the submission. Now, I'm not saying Maya's a great technical submission rep- grappler, but when, when you're used to physically imposing yourself on the ground and all of a sudden you can't, then a lot, a lot of holes in your game open up. And usually, Georgia Calderwood is physically strong and able to dictate – pace and place of the fight against Maya she couldn't right. and that's her, that was, her strength her that strength was my, is, that was my concern the, that was my concern the whole time she can't yeah. bully her her strength is in the clinch anyway her strength is in the clinch anyway but she, she, and she couldn't get to, to the clinch. she couldn't get to the clinch because she couldn't get to the box yeah. she couldn't get through Maya's hands and and I know you yeah. say Maya doesn't throw enough but I'm like when you got a slow person who starts slow and has to get close to you to, to do their work you don't have to throw a lot mm. it was to me it was a fluke the submit the submission was a fluke. Her beating her up on the feet was not. Well, uh, this happens to Joe. not the first time this has happened to Joe, right? No, but it is bad. It is a bad loss, and she lost in a real bad way too. Yeah. Okay, we got uh, a couple of fights coming up this weekend. Uh, we have one on Saturday. It is at bantamweight. It is Yana Kunitskaya versus. Um, Julia Stoliarenko. Uh, she's a late replacement. Um, it was supposed to be, um, uh, what's her face? Uh, the Brazilian girl. I forgot the name. <laughs> uh, uh, Ketlin Ketlin Vieira. Vieira. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I think there were visa problems or something like that. I think there were visa problems or something like that, and. Uh, Julia uh, Stoliarenko is, is replacing her now. Um, Yana Kunitskaya, of course, is from St. Petersburg, Russia. Um, 
I mean, as a fighter, she's very pretty. <laughs> but she's not much of a fighter. Okay. No, she she's go ahead, go ahead. So she she uh she's actually training at ATT. Okay. She left Jackson? No, no, ATT. No, she left Jackson's. Yes, she's yes, she's training she's training in Florida at ATT. Her hmm. fiance's boyfriend is uh Tiago Santos. Oh. Okay. So she's been training with him a lot because obviously the pandemic and everything. Okay. Uh, she's always been kind of a nothing fighter for me. And I mean, I've seen her for years. I used to see her in fights in Europe. And, um, you know, what was she known for when she was fighting in Russia? Well, her nickname is Foxy. What do you think she was known She's actually a featherweight. Okay. But she's so skinny as a featherweight, she drops down to the bantamweight. Uh, Ulya Stoliarenko is from Lithuania, right? Now, she was in Tough 28, which is was for featherweights. And um, uh, she did not get hired by the UFC after that. She didn't look all that great. But she did return uh, after going home to Lithuania. She still trains with her guys in Lithuania. She was called The Factory. Okay. Uh, she returned. She had a, a match in... Uh, uh, Invicta in March, and she beat uh, Lisa Versosa, who's a pretty good fighter, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the strength of that fight, when they needed a late replacement, uh, they brought in Yulia. So, I'm assuming she's training somewhere in Las Vegas or something like that. Otherwise, why would they bring her from Lithuania? Okay, if they're gonna have her come in from Lithuania, send her to fight Ivy, right? So, mm-hmm. uh has she improved enough to beat somebody in the UFC? Well, she's improved enough to probably beat Yannick Skaya. So what do you think? Uh, I don't think Yana is a terrible fighter. I think she's more of a game plan system fighter because she, she doesn't have fight finishing power. She doesn't have dynamic athleticism. If you put her in a bad spot, it's very hard for her to get out of it. So when you have a fighter like her, she almost has to fight a perfect game plan. But since she doesn't have athleticism or power, she can't really punish you in a manner that guarantees she can hold on to a lead. You saw against Aspen Ladd. She was winning the fight. She was outsmarting her, outplaying her. And then all of a sudden, Aspen Ladd didn't do anything technical. Aspen Ladd just came, at, came out and got after her. Yeah, but she just, she just got after her. She didn't do anything technical. She just came out and imposed her will on her. And Kuniskaya couldn't do a damn thing about it because she's not very durable. She's not very dynamic athletically. And though she's got decent skills, when you can't really take punishment and you can't really inflict punishment, you have to have elite skills, and her skills aren't elite. Now, her opponent her opponent is fairly one-dimensional from what it seems. She gets by on aggression and physicality, but I don't know if she's the kind of athlete that can just walk through someone like, like Yana. Even though Yana's not a great dynamic athlete herself, she's, she's faced better athletes than that. She's dealt with better fighters than that, and I would like to think that her experience would allow her, her to pull out a, a three-round win over somebody who's, who's basically been shown to be one-dimensional and who's beaten up on mostly – Girls making their debuts and fights. She's not her opponent's not used to fighting that. Her opponent's not used to a certain level of skill. Yana Kuniskaya is better than almost eighty-five percent of the girls she's fought. So just the off the experience th- of class, I, I the, think that's good. The thing I will say about Yulia is she did look very good at the fight against a fighter who's considered to be uh, Lisa Versosa. Okay, so 
maybe she's improved. I don't know. We're going to find out. Well, maybe, but recently, I think her last three, three of her last four opponents were making their debut. That doesn't well, get you ready. Well, those, fight, those fights were in Europe, so that's not a Okay, the Victor fight is a different story. That's true, but I don't know. Like, like I said, I, I'm, not the big, I'm not the biggest Kuniskaya fan either. Anyway, they brought her in as a late replacement, so uh, I don't, I don't think that that's a that's good that bodes well for her. But it's a, okay. this is the best fight she could get as far as making an impression on the UFC. This is the best. I match would agree. You know what? She might, be, she might do okay. Yeah, but I want to see her get somebody better. This is very win. This is very winnable for her. So, oh yeah, loses, oh yeah. And just remember, remember how Yana came to the uh, UFC. She like, came as a, a sacrifice to the god Cyborg. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Now, there's also a fight, a women's fight, on the Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series this Tuesday. Uh, which, and I'll just mention that in Canada, that airs live on TSN. Though most folks will watch it on the UFC Fight Pass, right? Okay. So, uh, or I guess. Uh, ESPN Plus as well, I'd say. Okay, so the fight is at Strawweight. It is Vanessa Demopoulos against uh, Corey McKenna. Okay, so let me give you a little background here. Vanessa Demopoulos is originally from Columbus, Ohio. She's 31 years old. Uh, she now trains at Black House in Gardena, California. Oh, you know who her teammate is there? Mackenzie Dern. She has mm. something. Mackenzie Dern. She also has something co- else in common with Mackenzie Dern. That, that Vanessa is a uh, a world champion BJJ black belt. Okay, so she has that in common with, with Mackenzie as well. And I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Corey McKenna is from Wales. And so she's fought all her career. She's like four and one. And she's fought um, for Cage Warriors in England. Okay, so uh, I can't remember seeing her, if I've ever seen her. I don't recall. She is training now at Team Alpha Man in Sacramento. Okay. Now, I did a little research on this. Okay. So, as you may be aware, Vanessa Demopoulos uh, won uh, a... Uh, the LFA uh, Strawweight Championship uh, a couple weeks ago, about three weeks ago. And uh, her opponent there was Sam Hughes, who's from Oklahoma. I yeah. and, I, and I went to UFC Fight Pass, and I watched that fight. This How's that for research? It's very good. Okay. So uh, let me tell you what happened in this fight, okay? We can see that Vanessa Demopoulos has the same problems that we've seen with Mackenzie Dirt. Her striking is awesome. <laughs> okay. Like, she was losing that fight. Okay. I think Sam won the first three rounds, mostly with her striking. She's a pretty good striker. And then in round four, Vanessa managed to get her down on the, on the ground, and she uh, hooked a reverse triangle choke with her legs, and she put Betty Bob. She went to sleep, and that's how she won the fight. But she was losing. So I think if Corey McKenna is a decent, decent, um, uh, decent fighter, uh, she um, can win that fight. Okay, and um, you know the idea in the, 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 the so let me just explain the Dana White's contender series for those who are not familiar with it. 
So not only does the winner of that fight have to win that fight, but they're also competing against the other fighters on the show for a UFC contract. So just because you win that fight doesn't mean you're going to get it. So what they're looking for here is a squash match. You have to win quickly, you know, with a submission, striking, or whatever. I don't see Vanessa winning by striking. She's going to have to hook a submission, like, in the first round or something like that. I'm not sure she could do that. She yeah, didn't in, do it. Generally, if she's training with Duran, that might mean that her wrestling isn't great either. And if you can't get somebody to the ground quickly, then – Unfortunately, you, you you can't get, you're not in the spot where you do your best work, which means it's going to have to be a late fight submission, and that's dramatic. That's not going to get that, her contract. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's dramatic, but it's not the kind of thing to get you a contract. And if she doesn't get a late night late fight submission, that means she just gets beaten up over the the, the entirety of the fight. Because well, also if, if Corey is a really good, if Corey McKenna is a really good striker, she could knock her out. You don't you don't even the thing about it is. It, when it comes to striking, you don't even have to be a very good striker when you have a grappler who needs the fight to be on the ground. A lot of grapplers like to strike early, but once they start, they tire quicker, they can't get away from shots, and then they start getting desperate. And that's when that, you know, the, the idea you get punched in the face once, you go from blue, from black belt to purple, black belt to brown, brown to purple. That's when that starts coming into fact. Um, I don't know how good an athlete this girl is. Mackenzie Dern always has the size and athletic advantage. If her, if This her, girl is her, smaller than her. Yeah, if this girl doesn't have that, then you're right. She may get knocked out, or she might just get beaten with yeah. an inch of her life. She didn't not look good in that fight that I was watching this afternoon. The first yeah, they're trying, they're, they're, they're trying to fast track her because of her grappling, and I'm assuming she's attractive. But She is. But you can't fast track somebody. It worked for Dern because of Dern's, not just her groundwork, but her physical tools. If you do not have those physical tools, you can't fight that fight. Vanessa's a lot older than her, too, McKenzie, I think he's 26 right now. And uh, yeah. Vanessa is 31. Okay, so... Uh, they obviously saw something they liked over over there. And I mean, and, and with with and, and with and um, the Contender Series, those are the type of fighters you're going to book on the Contender Series. Okay, it's just that somebody has to win dominantly to get a contract. Okay. Okay. Anyways, I think that's about it. Um, I think that's about it. So I wanted to mention that I did a, uh, I did a um, podcast a couple of nights ago uh, with uh, – we both know Charlie, right? Uh, yeah. And he uh, – I don't know if you know this, but he's moved back to Japan. Like he lived in Japan for several years and then he moved back to the U.S. And now he's uh, gotten married. His wife is Japanese. And he's moved back to Japan. And he was at the recent Deep Jewel show. Okay, and mm-hmm. so uh, I did a podcast with him a couple of nights ago, and uh, mainly what we were talking about is the Deep Jewel show. Okay, because he was there and we talked about the different fighters that were on the show and that sort of thing. And he also asked me about uh, uh, WWE uh, wrestler uh, Kyrie Sane, who um, uh, is retiring from pro wrestling. And so uh, we discussed both of those things. The podcast is about 45 minutes, minutes long. So I uh, did that a couple of nights ago. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you want to know about what's going on going on in Japan. And uh, like I said, I wanted, he asked me about Tiger Hussein, and I wanted to answer a lot of the questions I could get about her because I'm an expert, right? Okay, so check out that uh, podcast. Um, as I n- normally will do, uh, this Saturday's fight that's on uh, uh, 
that's on the USC show. I'll have that up on my blog on Sunday morning, and then we'll get back to it the week after that sort of thing there. Okay, so do uh, you have anything uh, you want to finish with, Fresh One? Uh, nah, not really. I think we covered everything pretty well. Okay, that's fine. Uh, as I said, don't forget to check out my blog, frankp316.blogspot.com. Check out any of the videos that I put up. Uh, if you have any questions or comments about my uh, uh, blog or my podcast, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Play Music, uh, sorry, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Enjoy the fights. We'll talk to you later.